Holy moly. It's uh, It's been a busy s Sabbath. Sorry about that. I'm like uh, 10 minutes late. Which, uh, if you're a plumber out there, 10 minutes late <clears throat> in my world is right on time. <laughs> if you're a tradesman and you're always on time, uh, you're bored. And you don't have enough going on in your life. <laughs> I was at a, uh, I showed up at a customer's house on Friday. The I was told I'd be there at 10. Hello, Mr. Sukaris. How are you, my friend? Looks like you had a busy week. You're in, you're in my country. Uh, just so you know, if you come to actually come to Alberta, you have to uh, uh, ask my permission first. That's how that works. It is my church shirt. <laughs> anyway, Friday, I showed up at like 10 past 10. And uh, the gal that was the, the wife was like, wow, you're actually on time. That's great. <laughs> and she was not. She was not ready to uh, for me to be there, so she had to put herself together. She figured she had about another hour before I actually showed up. Well, sir, what, Mr. Sakaris? Well, sir, you should ask uh, Jay Boyd from um, um, Great. <laughs> I forgot the name of his company. I uh, deals with Sloan. Yes. If you're coming to Calgary, then I need to know when you're coming to Calgary. Because that's, uh, <clears throat> uh, that's my turf. And I will defend it uh, vigorously. So let me, let me know when you're coming. And um, not only will we connect, but uh, I will take you to one of the finest steakhouses in this fine city. Which is one of the things that we're known for. And uh, the week of the 24th. Amazing. Uh, set some time aside and I will buy you a steak dinner because uh, that's how we roll around these place. Nice. Making the rounds. I guess you'll be with uh, Central Therm Dan. Don't bring him. I've already gone to dinner with him, lunch with him. So just leave him out. <laughs> uh, it only happens on the weekends. Yes. Yep. Yeah, Alberta beef is the best. Um, don't let uh, Jeff's on here from Texas. So don't listen. Texas is... No. <laughs> no, I... You know what, though? I, uh, I am considering, seriously, getting a yearling next year in the spring to uh, raise on the, the back 40 here. And then, uh, and then fill up my freezer with my own cow come uh, next fall. So that's probably going to happen. We're going to live that experience. So, uh, but I will. Having traveled lots of places, there's lots of fantastic uh, beef out there. But Alberta steak is uh, top notch. Russell, how are you, my friend? Uh, yes, I've heard Texas. I have never been to Texas. My daughter, my oldest daughter has been to Houston a couple of times for basketball tournaments and, um, said that the, uh, barbecues are out of this world. And if I'm being completely honest, uh, her report back to me was the, the size of the people in Texas were out of this world too. <laughs> They grow everything bigger in Texas, including the people, apparently. Not not Jeffrey. If you've seen Jeffrey, he's just he's like uh he's like spit on a twig. He's not very, you know, he's not very not very big, but uh some of those people are uh gargantuan. The bless the hard eight. It sounds like uh that's in Dallas. <laughs> Jeffrey's like I think now I could be wrong Jeffrey can like he's way south like he's four hours south of uh, Dallas he, like, he's in the middle of Tim Buck effing two um, so he's remote uh, I think he's way down there I think he's down cl maybe close to the border I don't know hey, Texas is massive 
it's kind of like Alberta. You can drive 12 hours in one direction and still be in the same state. We can pretty much do the same thing in the same province. So yeah, it's bananas. It's bananas. Um, so a couple of announcements I wanted to just throw out there. Um, thanks, Russell. I'm not in my plumbing clothes. This is what I look like uh, on Sundays. You know, wash my hair, clean my fingernails. Yeah, yeah. I, I know that you're out there. South, way south though, right? Way south, Texas. Um, I, I've recently discovered uh, thumbnails. So um, I'm going to be updating all my thumbnails on my YouTube channel. I've also discovered uh, uh, doing sections on uh, YouTube. So I'm going to up my game on that stuff. And we are going to, obviously, this is all going to be uh, the Hard 8 Barbecue. I will make note of it right here. Hard eight. Um, we tend to go a little bit long. I've talked to quite a few people, particularly here in uh, my neck of the woods. Uh, and they say they really enjoy uh, the old barn banter, but um, um, it's too long. Love <laughs> one guy says, I really like your videos. I'm like, oh yeah? Have you ever watched one all the way through? And he's like, Which I love the honesty of it all. So we're going to uh, obviously post it here on IG as a full length video. And then on YouTube um, and on, uh, on Spotify, we're going to break them up into like 15, 20 minute segments. So they're a little bit more uh, digestible, I think, is the best way to put it. And um, yeah, now that we've sort of uh, crested everybody going back to school and the... Uh, um, you know, sort of everybody's back from holidays. We've got a couple of uh, excellent guests that are be coming on. So it'll be um, uh, hopefully entertaining and worth everybody's time. I also want to just to throw out that people have, uh, I've had a, quite a few people ask me, why am I doing this? And the reason, the absolute, the reason why is I've been doing this a long freaking time. And um, I think it's an opportunity for me just to sort of give back and answer some questions and, and help out those that are, you know, sort of coming up behind to avoid some of the massive pitfalls that I have fallen into and had to climb and claw my way out of. Um, because people are, uh, people are dicks. There's no other way to put that. That they, um, that most people will do everything within their uh, power uh, to take advantage of you as a tradesman. Um, I thought I would share a couple of interesting stories. So I started in 1998 my own company. Um, and uh, the first job I ever did was a big custom home to south of town for a lawyer. In-floor heating everywhere. We did in-floor heating. Uh, we did, we sent out uh, for her hot tub that was going to run off her boiler. So we did a ton of, it was just a super complex, uh, in-depth job. It was really my first sort of solo big job. And it was worth about $80,000. And we went for my final check, which was about 30 of that, 35 of that. I showed up in her office and her name is Diane. That's all I'll reveal. And uh, her comment to me is uh, I showed up to collect the check. She says, you know what? I'm not going to pay you. And I don't have to pay you because I'm a lawyer. And if you want to fight me in court, that's fine. But it will cost me nothing because I will defend myself. And... It'll cost you tens of thousands of dollars to recover this. So just take your losses and take it as a lesson. And I remember, like she, there was no complaint about the work. There was no issues. Everything passed. Everything worked. She had just decided that she wasn't going to pay the last payment. Um, and that, I walked out of that just 
what's the adjective I could should use on here? Like I was shaken, shaken that she would be so blatantly dishonest and um, uncaring about it. And she was like, it's business. You'll learn. Uh, the interesting thing about Miss Diane is we put a lean, I put a lean on her house. Um, and that's one of the things I wanted to quickly go over here. Uh, every jurisdiction is a little bit different, but lean law is uh, a tradesman's very best friend. You should know everything there is to know about lean law. Um, it's pretty much standard across North America. Of course, there's caveats and different bylaws and timelines, depending on which part of the country you live in and which jurisdiction you're under. But for the most part, you have, for, as, a, as a contractor, you have 45 days from your last substantial work completed. Now, substantial is sort of a weird lawyer word, um, but if, you're, if you finish your final inspection and get it finished, um, technically, that's your last substantial completion. You can go back and, you know, change the, uh, the temperature on the hot water tank or, you know, fix a leaky tap or whatever the case may be, but that is not considered substantial. So you should mark the date that you got, or you, you should know the date that your inspection passed because that's sort of evidence that you were there at that date and, and had done some a substantial amount of work. And you have 45 days, not business days, not, uh, you know, includes weekends and holidays and everything else that goes with that. If you miss that by one day, you're out. And so we filed a, a lien against this lovely lady. And one of the stipulations in Alberta anyway, is that you have to renew that lien every year. Um, it comes up and you have to say, is this still applicable? And you say yes or no. If you don't say anything, they just take it off the books and remove it from the title of the property. And so it was about 10 years later that this lady phoned me mad as hell because <laughs> she went to refinance her house. And guess whose name's on the property? My name's on the property. She was so mad that she had to uh, settle that debt. <laughs> and I, it was one of those uh, little victories, I guess. So um, there's, there are three things. A bunch of people have asked me about starting your own business. And there's lots of people that are out there doing it or trying to do it and wondering if they're, if they're up to it, if it's something that they can do. Um, it's one thing to be a plumber. And you could be the best technician in the whole world. Um, but uh, you being a plumber and being a businessman are not the same thing, not even close to the same thing. And that literally probably took me 12, 15 years to figure out. It was, uh, it was a, <laughs> it was a long and steep learning curve, uh, because for the longest time and, uh, everybody in my family will vouch for this. I trusted people way too much and thought that they would do the right thing because that's sort of how I live my own life. And unfortunately, I found out the hard way that most people uh, don't want to do the right thing, especially when it comes to money. And so I've, over the course of my career, easily left probably a couple million dollars on the table, which is makes my heart ache to say that out loud. It was, it was, it was awful. Uh, the realization that people are jerks and that, and that when it comes to money, unless they are legally bound to pay you, they will do just about everything in their power not to pay you. So there are three things that you need to have if you're going to start your own business. The first thing you got to have is a bookkeeper because you are not, you are not going to keep your own books, nor should you. We make fun of people all day long about people that try and do their own plumbing um, and the disasters that they create for themselves. Um, you should not do your own books. I don't know how else to say that. If you're, I mean, 
if you're going to do, if you start out and I don't know where, you know, what's considered a decent living in your neck of the woods, but if you're going to, you know, if you're going to make enough money that the government's going to notice you and in, in Canada, that's, if you do over $30,000 in revenue in a year, which isn't very much revenue, the government will notice you and want you to file uh, specific paperwork on your business so that they can tax you and um, pillage your uh, profits. That's basically how that works. So um, you got to have a bookkeeper. And then the next thing that you got to have, you absolutely have to have, is a uh, accountant. Now, I won't lie to you. Um, I don't know how it works in the States, but here in Canada, there's two designations. One's a CPA uh, and the other one's a CA. The shorter one is a, is a uh, more qualified. And depending on what you're doing, you'll probably want a CA. And they're the ones that actually file all the paperwork. So think of the bookkeeper as your apprentice. Does all, you know, cuts all the pipe and organizes all the fittings and blah, blah, blah. Well, the accountant is the one that actually does the install work and make sure that it's all filed properly and that you don't raise any red flags with whatever government body that you happen to be reporting to. So you got to have those two people for sure if you're going to start your own business. And then the uh, one that you will absolutely need is a lawyer. Uh, there, Just like plumbers, there's lots of different lawyers. I mean, there's commercial plumbers, service plumbers, res residential plumbers, plumbers that work on septic fields, you know, plumbers that do commercial installs, plumbers that do commercial service. Lawyers are no different. There's, you know, uh, defense lawyers and, and um, uh, personal injury lawyers and real estate lawyers and on and on and on and on. Uh, you want to find and get on very good terms with a litigation lawyer. Because those are the guys that are going to uh, make um, the customers that don't want to pay you, make their lives difficult. Uh, and they understand how that system works and they're the ones that know how to put the proper pressures on the proper places in order for you to get paid in a reasonable amount of time. Now, um, I'm not going to lie to you. If you are owed, if you do a job and you're owed hundreds of thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars, it's difficult to collect that quickly, especially if the other side has decided to dig in their heels and, uh, you know, come up with a myriad of reasons why they're not going to pay you. Um, if you pass all your inspections, which is your uh, sort of proof that you've done what you're supposed to do, then they basically have to make up reasons why you know you either delayed the project or you used inferior product or you um, you know uh, added to the cost of the project for whatever reasons and they're either going to backcharge you or not pay you and so I I have one left from my uh, new construction days. <laughs> That goes back to 2000 and uh, I want to say 12. So it's been 10 years. And these a-holes, we built a bunch of townhouse projects with them. And they, you know, at, the, at this current, they owe me about $100,000. And I filed all my liens on time. Uh, and they have used every excuse in the book to not pay me. Um, and it's still in court. <laughs> they try to get it, you know, the problem with the court system is that it's geared so that lawyers can bill their hours out. And so they go before the master and plead the case and the other guy pleads their case and the lawyer thinks about it, comes back two weeks later, everybody meets together and he says, no, this case is good. And then you have to refile and six months later, you may be back in front of the master and the other side will come up with another reason why it should be uh, dismissed or they don't have to pay you. And so we are, I, I think we're in the death throes of my final uh, new construction lien 
that I hope I ever do in my whole life. <laughs> um, for these guys, it owe me a hundred thousand bucks. It's, uh, it's, and oh yeah, turbos on here. Uh, the other side, their whole, their whole methodology is to delay it until you either run out of steam, run out of money or are out of business. And then they don't have to pay you. And uh, if they can wait you out long enough, they that their mindset is we won because Bob Baker finally gave up. Unfortunately, Bob Baker never gives up and I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> and I may be on my deathbed when they finally pay me out, but they are going to pay me out. It's just how that's going to go. So you have to be like, if you're going to be in business for yourself, you have to be absolutely tenacious because there's no kind way to say this. Nobody cares about you as you're as a independent businessman. Nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about your bills. Nobody cares about your um, uh, responsibilities. Nobody cares about your business except you. Um, and not only that, but most of the uh, government entities um, are against you. They look at you as their little cash cow. And they uh, you've seen it. Um, if you run your own business, then you know what I'm telling you, you already know this. They will use every means and device known to man to try and get your profit into their pocket. Which is why, like I said at the beginning, you've got to have, you got to have a bookkeeper that knows what he's doing. You have to have a shrewd accountant that uh, uh, knows how to file the paperwork on time and know and is not the government's friend. I've, I say this all the time and people give me a hard time. Oh, Bob, you're so jaded about the government. I'm like, the reason I'm so jaded about the government because at every step in my uh, development of as a businessman, the government has been in the way and done everything they can to make my life difficult and miserable. <laughs> um, you miss a payment on something and they, they literally think you're robbing them and you know, uh, I, when you're basically 30 years into this business gig, I can promise you that, um, I've had a lot of, uh, <laughs> run-ins with government entities, uh, telling me that they, that I owe them money. And if I refuse to pay them, that they're going to take everything I own and sell it at auction. And so that's where your lawyer comes into place. If you have a, uh, uh, a litigation lawyer and a good tax lawyer, sometimes those guys are the same person, mine is, um, then you got to employ those services or they will do what they can to say, oh yeah, no, we decided that you owe us $300,000 this year. And for what reason? We just decided that uh, that's what you owe us. You're just, it's, ins it's insanity. And it's only getting worse. Um, and I just saw today uh, a guy here in, in Calgary who will remain nameless. Um, he's been in business for, you know, we'll say 15 years or so. And he's done. He, uh, I don't know exactly the reasons. I'm, we're going to go on a little expedition together here in the, in the next week or so. So I'll find out. But he's done with business. He can't do it anymore um and he's gonna go be a uh um salesman a technical salesman at a wholesaler here in town a uh a manufacturer's agent here in town it is not for everybody and um <laughs> you know and it's not just here on instagram my own children call me grouchy uh people that i know are uh you know, Bob, you're just, you're just obstinate and, and ornery. And I'm like, yeah, because life never stops um, trying to take stuff away from you. 
I don't know how else to say that. It sounds, it sounds uh, awful and harrowing, but it's the absolute gospel truth that um, if you have done well for yourself, then those entities um, will come for you and try and uh, find out how you've skirted the system to do so well because they don't want you to do that well because they want you to pay all their your profits to them <laughs> oh it's uh yeah start your own business it's the best thing the, the the best thing about running your own business is is the freedom to do whatever you want uh i and you know i we're i'm here talking about being grouchy and dealing with governments and all the rest of that stuff. I, you should know I live a fantastic, wonderful life. Uh, the trades have provided everything that I've ever shown here on this crazy app. I live in a beautiful place in the world. Uh, I, my time is my own. I love what I do. I meet wonderful people. Um, but the dark side of that, um, is it's the grind is freaking real, like real. <laughs> and no one knows unless you've actually, actually done it. And that's part of the reason I like this Instagram so much, frankly, is I'm able to communicate and commiserate with people that have the exact same experiences that I do. I mean, there's different people and different amounts and whatever, uh, whatever you want, but, um, it's been a wonderfully, um, invigorating experience. You know, uh, here's, like you say, um, why does the plus minus both sides? Yeah. There's nothing like owning your own company. You're in control of your fate, which sounds wonderful because it is. But you need to know that there's no safety net for you. Like there's not. Like you, whatever you save, that's your pension. Whatever, you know, um, your health benefits might be is because you paid for them through your insurance company. Like there's nothing about being self-employed that's free you the only freedom you get is you get to decide what you want to do everything else costs money everything and so um is it worth the risk some people don't think it is lots but as evidence from on here lots of people run their own shows and love it um and show the positive side of that and do very well with that and i communicate with lot i mean like you say turbos on here you know, we would have never crossed paths ever in a billion years if it wasn't for Instagram. I can say the same thing about, uh, you know, uh, trademark plumbing in California, Hessen plumbing in Ohio, Casey plumbing in um, Ohio as well, George the plumber in freaking uh, New Jersey, uh, Schneider plumbing in Philadelphia, uh, Eric in Minnesota. Uh, it's just, you know, every one of those people uh, that I just mentioned run their own show. And we've had uh, conversations about the struggles of running your own business. And they're like, it's a difficult and harrowing experience. But it, and for me, it's been worth it. Um, and frankly, I'll say this, I've done it well enough and made it look good enough that my own children, Isaiah and Peter, have decided that it's for them. Um, and they're going to try and take the mantle from me at some point and run with it. And I'm just going to become uh, a goat herder, uh, apiarist fisherman. <laughs> That's the plan. We'll see how that goes. Uh, plans are meant to be broken, but that's where I hope I go with this whole thing. So, um, I do want to say, I appreciate all the support on here. 
I did get a really good uh, sort of re... Uh, that's right, man. Bee honey all the way. Um, I we have I have a bunch up at the at the at the workshop, and we did uh, I did uh, we did crab apple jelly this year. So we have tons of crab apple jelly that is just fabulous. Um, we did get a really good response out of uh, um, my little uh, flat rate versus time and material, and so. As soon as I figure it out, because I'm the tech monkey behind this whole stupid thing, is uh, we're going to do a, um, I'm going to set up an email list on for the YouTube channel, and um, um, we're going to do a PDF that uh, um, for my uh, time and material invoicing, everything that you should, everything that you should have on an invoice that you should cover, including... Uh, all the tools that we charge out for. And uh, I may even include um, the rates uh, or the, the amounts that we charge for those tools. Um, I'm just working on that. So watch for that in this next week or so as I figure out how to add a add a list and, and, um, and get everybody to subscribe to uh, uh, the Baker Plumbing YouTube channel. Uh, it does taste... I sh I probably shouldn't say this. So you I put in you put in uh, you boil the apples off, and then you strain them, and then you put you pour in. Uh, I'm like not like turbo where I you know have have my own kitchen, uh, doing all my cooking. Or maybe I should, but we you put in. Um, uh, I want to say twelve cups of. Uh, the apple juice that's left and then you put in uh, uh, nine cups of sugar and then you put in this uh, it's called pectin it's the stuff that makes it gel uh, you put a couple of tubes of that or uh, tubes of that stuff in there and, it, and then you let it cool and it turns into crab apple jelly so it's very sweet uh, it's not sour it's freaking fabulous um, but it's got the reason it's fabulous is because it's got so much sugar in it. <laughs> but whatever, I we are stocking up our uh, our uh, supplies uh, so we can so I can be ready for the apocalypse when it shows up. My only my only hurdle in the apocalypse plan is I haven't figured out how to um, make goat meat taste good. I haven't figured that out yet. Still working on that. <laughs> So, the lesson out of this is that you absolutely, the three things that you absolutely have to have if you're going to run your own business is you got to have a bookkeeper. You got to. Why? Because he is the cheap accountant. He's the guy that can file everything or can, that can put everything in the proper categories. He can work with your accountant uh, to make sure that your daily paperwork is orderly and uh, done properly. I did the Traeger Turbo. I did the Traeger. I just, I've tried everything and it's terrible. Yeah, it's like everybody, I've got a couple of recipes for goat and every one of them is like, you got to soak it for like three weeks in eight gallons of vodka and wine. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> goat is like velvet. How's it like velvet? I've never had velvet. I've had red velvet cake, which is delicious. Goat meat is terrible. It is the number one most eating, eaten meat in the entire world. And I can't eat it because it's so bad. I've cooked it six different ways. And literally every time it tastes like the floor of my plumbing truck. Just freaking awful. So if anybody has a good goat recipe out there, send it to me. Because I got goats out there that need to be eaten. Uh, and I'm serious. If you got a, if you have a good go recipe that's not literally soak it in gasoline for a week, then I'll, I'm open to it. What was I saying? Um, I know Greeks eat so much goat. In fact, like I, I we work for some really high end restaurants that have some world renowned chefs, and I've even asked them for uh, goat recipes, and they're, you know. 
they failed me, to be honest. The Jamaicans make good goat. Yeah, I've heard that. In fact, when we had, when I had like 60 goats, I only got like eight of them now. But uh, I sold probably 20 of them to a Jamaican. And the rest of them went to uh, Muhammad, who came with a trailer and took like, <laughs> took like 45 of the goats. I kept the male and the females that I wanted. So Mexicans make good baller tacos. I, maybe, maybe, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Like I say, I've tried, I, I had, I had four goats butchered and uh, in my freezer and tried it with four or five, six different recipes. Every one of them was a total disaster, total disaster. And so I'll fully admit here on Instagram that my German shepherds ate fantastic for about a year because every couple of days I would throw out a, a goat, goat shoulder or a goat hip or goat ribs. <laughs> it was a lot of meat. The uh, four, they were, uh, they were weathers, so they get quite big, the weathers do. And um, so I had probably uh, close to three, about 280 pounds of, uh, of goat meat, which is a lot of goat meat. I probably still have 15 or 20 pounds in the, in the freezer, uh, but most of it has gone to the dogs. <laughs> and so you can think less of me if you want on that, but I did. I I have tried, and I've tried to make my children do it. To no avail. It just it just hasn't gone very well. I don't know what to tell you. It's a work in progress, like everything else in my life. I'm sure. I'm sure someone on here can send me a, a, a goat curry, or I don't know what. I'll try anything if I can make it so it's palatable for. Our, and the problem is. Like, I'm not getting political when I say this, but there isn't anybody whiter than me, right? Like I, when it comes to spices, salt and pepper is good. So, um, yeah, uh, I'm not a huge curry fan, but um, if it makes that stuff so that I can eat it and utilize what I've got out here on the farm, I'll give it a shot for sure, for sure. Uh, so again, we've sort of got spun around it a bit, um, but though you gotta have those three things. Bookkeeper, good accountant, a good accountant that does is not the government's friend. My very first accountant used to work for the government and said to me, now Bob, you gotta make sure that you're always, you wanna, you wanna err on the side of the government. And that guy was my accountant for one year. <laughs> and then we flipped back. I found someone else. I've gone through a couple of them. Uh, just because, you know, my business has grown and taken on different shapes. And, you know, other business, the, the accountants that we've used have uh, grown and, and uh, you know, gone in different directions. And so, uh, just like plumbers, um, you don't have to use the same one every time. Find a good one. One that you trust. One that, uh, again, I don't know how else to say this, thinks the government is evil. And um, when it comes to businesses anyway, and you want someone that uh, will um, err on your side and, and challenge whatever the government is telling you you need to pay. And then your next step is to get yourself a good lit litigation lawyer and tax lawyer. Lots of those guys are the same dude. Michael! Uh, have an excellent day. Thanks for jumping on, my man. And we, let me, October 25th, we'll be ready. We will have, we will, let me know what your schedule is and we will, we will feed you well. I promise you that. Um, last couple of things. I told someone that I would share my, uh, one of my favorite, um, my favorite stories of all time. Um, peace out was uh, we were working for a funeral home, a funeral home chain, which will remain anonymous. And so 
one of the very first jobs we did for them is uh, um, it was late at night, 10 o'clock at night. They were having some trouble with their um, grinder pumps. <laughs> so I walk into the, into the funeral home, which is beautiful. And the guy that's there is like, do you have a problem with the deceased? I'm like, no, man, I'm good. Um, I've worked in funeral homes with my dad. No big deal. I can, whatever you've got down there, I can deal with it. It's like, okay, good. So we walk down into the prep room and there are uh, probably, there's a half a dozen people down there uh, that are no longer with us, which is fine. Every single one of them was covered up in a sheet, just like you see, or you would expect to see, except one. There was one and the sheet was down to her waist. And she was a um, 80 year old woman. The little grandma sitting there on the table. <laughs> and uh, what you should know that when you pass away is everything, like you don't have any blood pressure anymore, obviously. So everything goes flat, like flat. Like every, you know what I mean? Like there isn't any rigidity to anything. Um, uh, including uh, your appendages. And and with women, their breasts are no longer this. They're flat. Anyway, unless you've had plastic surgery done. And this little old lady had plastic surgery done. So she's on the table. Uh, sheet down to her waist and she has like they are she, her knockers are just out to here and so I sort of scan and I'm like oh what am I looking at and the guy the, the guy running is like oh my god he goes whipping over there and covers her up quickly I'm so sorry about that I, I thought everything was I'm like Listen, it's going to take me a minute just to sort of process uh, everything that I just saw there. But uh, anyway, long story short, we went on to resolve their problem. And I suspect, I don't know, this is her name, but Mrs. Johnson had a lovely uh, service. And all of her relatives uh, showed up and wished her uh, all the best in her voyage to the next life. And uh, I did not attend the services, obviously, because I didn't know her. But um, it's funny to me to think of that uh, <laughs> I was one of the last people that ever saw her. And she was a 10. From here to here. <laughs> ah! So crazy. Anyway. Uh, we're almost up on an hour. goes by so fast. Uh, I want to thank everybody for joining in and being a part of it. Um, and if you guys have any, uh, if you guys have any uh, I ideas or, or uh, questions, reach out, DM me. We're happy to um, chat about whatever you share some of our own, my own experiences or um, reach out to some of the experts that are uh, out there that are um, experts in those fields and answer some questions. Literally, the only reason I'm here is just to sh share and um, um, help out those guys. You know, I I guess technically I, I'm one of the old guys in this industry now. And uh, uh, I want to give back a bit and help those out so they don't make the same mistakes I did. Don't They don't end up 10 years into a litigation uh, waiting for hundreds of thousands of dollars to show up that you earned that the builder has decided they're going to try and wait you out. Those things I do think can be avoided. Um, you're not going to go through, if you run your own business, you are not going to go through this without scrapes and scabs and bruises. That's just how it goes. But uh, we don't have to, I don't think there needs to be, you know, um, broken bones and 
and open heart surgery, that sort of thing. Those things can be avoided. So if you got any questions for me, hit me up. If uh, there's anything I can ever do for you, you let me know. And uh, I do appreciate the community that's on here. I think it's fantastic. Um, and I have thousands of those funeral home stories. That's my that's one of my favorite ones of all. Um, um, last one, not a, uh, working in a. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing scarier. Uh, if you work, and I work by myself, I have for years, and quite and enjoy it. But there's nothing scarier for me than working in a completely vacant building on a toilet where your back is to this open stall and anybody on God's green earth can come in and get you. And so if you watched one of my stories from last couple weeks ago, I was up in Rocky Mountain House, which is a podunk town in Alberta, which is saying something. And I'm working on this. I walk in there to work on this toilet and I literally had to take the toilet out and, and put it into the main bathroom so that I could work on it because for whatever reason, all the heebie-jeebies were going off in my head and the hair was standing up on the back of my neck that I was sure somebody was gonna come, come and get me in the middle of nowhere in this old abandoned church. Woo! Anyway, it ended up fine. Um, but uh, like I say, there's nothing there's nothing more terrifying than, uh, for me anyway, and maybe share with share with me through uh, DM or whatever the the scariest uh, experience as a plumber uh, working by yourself, and it, you can whatever it is is it uh, is it ghosts is it uh, tight spaces is it uh, I mean, if you want to put in unsafe working conditions, that's fine too. But uh, I'm thinking more along the lines of uh, just, you know, uh, paranoia of working by yourself. Um, and you're convinced that there's somebody else in the building or there's somebody watching you or I don't know what the case is. But <laughs> that happens to me all the time where I might imagination kicks in and I'm sure that I'm about to be uh, an extra in a horror movie. So far I've avoided it all, but who knows? Maybe next time they'll get me. Anyway, that's it. Thanks very much. I appreciate it, really. Uh, I think you guys are great. Um, follow us here on old uh, Instagram. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube. Um, let me know your thoughts. Uh, Dude, I just come from church. You're late, man. Um, that's why I'm so dressed up. You can't show up and 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 have a conversation with Jesus uh, looking like a scrub. Although most of my conversations with that with the big man are while I'm in my plumbing clothes. But I try and I try and uh, dress it up a bit for the old uh, Sabbath day, as it were. Um, anyway. Like I say, uh, just to sort of bring this full circle, um, check out the YouTube. We're gonna uh, tr we're gonna release this uh, on YouTube in 15, 20 minute segments. It's a little bit more digestible. Um, if you have some comments, something you want to talk about, something that interests you, then by all means hit me know. Let me know. This is this uh, platform is uh, I hope on some level for you guys to just sort of ask some questions well there's no judgment here i'll tell you what i know and what i don't know and uh if i don't know we'll find somebody that does and we'll have a uh alan you have an excellent sunday good luck with the week ahead hopefully um hopefully things start spinning in the right direction for you um it doesn't matter what part of the trade you're in it's a struggle for everybody it's, uh, um, I think it's, I think it's part of life. Uh, the struggle is real. Anyway, thanks very much, gents. Um, check us out. I appreciate it. And for the last time, 
you got a comment or question or want something, if you want to come on and we'll have a, 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 a open and honest and free conversation, then let's, uh, let's do that. I know, uh, I know, uh, PS the plumber, we've talked, uh, on the DMS about doing that. We'll set that up in October and, uh, hope everybody has an excellent Saturday or Sunday. Uh, go spend some time with your family, shut off the fricking football and spend some time with that wife of yours. Or your kids, whatever it is. Thanks very much. Behave yourselves. Love you all. Out.